guys, how you doing? Welcome to my newest episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. This week I'm looking at the subject of your ability versus the ability that is needed to play a song. This can be on any instrument, obviously I'm going to talk about it in terms of drums since that is the only instrument that I play really, so let's just do that. And it's funny, the reason that I'm talking about this subject is because I've had a couple of messages, uh, in fact more than a couple, over the past sort of few months, even before I started doing this, about people specifically asking me about I can't physically play this song, so what what can I do? This band, my band want to play this song, I don't have the ability, I can't work it up, up quick enough for the show, what do I do? So I've run into this problem in the past, in fact I still run into this problem sometimes, there's certain songs that when I go to play them, either I'll start out absolutely fine and then later through the song sort of fatigue gets the better of me I guess and I, I kind of have to change what I'm doing or the very beginning of a song I will it will take me a couple of bars to get into it in the right way and, and be playing the patterns comfortably basically so yeah you know this is a thing you you're not going to be able to play everything instantly perfectly and sometimes your ability just won't match up uh, to the song. I want to uh, make a quick shout out actually to a couple of people that have asked me recently. Um, one of them is Kim Miller, who is a wonderful, wonderful woman who, uh, I can't remember where she lives, she's in the States and um, she, I mean, we, we met each other because I was doing a 30 day rudiment challenge on Instagram and she wanted to be a part of that and since then we've been in contact and, and she's been sort of, uh, letting me know about her journey learning the drums and it's so lovely to hear such inspiration and um, so much passion for the instrument. Uh, it's always lovely to meet other people that feel the same way that you do about something so it, it, she's amazing but she asked me this exact question she was like I can't physically play this part what do I do? Um, another person that got in touch um, literally I think it was the first week I ever put out a video was um, a lovely lad called Ezekiel Ezekiel Clifford Hill. Um, he has a really interesting uh, situation. He actually suffers with cerebral palsy. And what that means is he has um, no strength in his feet. But despite that, he still is trying to build speed in his feet, which, first of all, I am so inspired. And yet yeah, it's so amazing that he hasn't gone right. I have this condition and he could either just be like, well, this is the way it is, so I'm not even going to try. He's going, nope, I'm going to build it up. I don't care. And I think there's so much to be said about that. And I think that that is the sign of someone that is is just going to do well in life generally. Because if you've got that kind of attitude of I'm going to make it work, then you will. Because it's not about if, it's more about when. And I love that. I love people like that with that kind of attitude. So uh, yeah, instant friend there, <laughs> for sure. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was how I approach songs where I don't necessarily feel I have the technique for what I need to do. And um, so let's say I get a song through and uh, there will be I don't know, let's say for argument's sake, it's a bass drum pattern where uh, there's a lot of uh, kick drums and they land in odd places and I find it difficult to let them land in the right place with my feet, for instance. Okay, let's take that. In fact, this exact thing has happened to me twice and actually one of the gigs that I play, 
I still have a problem with it and I've managed to find a workaround because for me if you can't play something technically you can always find a way to play it and, and me and Ezekiel were talking about this because obviously because he has no strength in his feet and he's trying to build it up uh, we were trying to think about ways that he could substitute uh, different drums for the kick drums that he what he he's not able to play and my suggestion the most obvious suggestion is to play a floor tom instead or mix in the floor tom and the kick drum um, if you put put a, a drum head over the top of the floor tom as in uh, upside down you'll get a more sort of dead sound a little bit more like a kick drum so that's quite a good workaround in my case the particular songs i'm talking about um, were actually uh, played on electronics, which ended up really working to my advantage. So what I did in both those situations, like I say, one of them I still play at the moment is with uh, Tom Bailey from the Thompson Twins. I put a kick drum sample on a pad, and that means that I can still be playing with my feet, but that one or two annoying bass drums that I just I can get them, but they're not consistent and they're not solid, and that's that's kind of my thing. But I'll, I'll go into that in a minute. Um, I put them on the pads and I play them on the pads and to anyone out front it sounds like the part and to me that is the king it's not about me having my ego stroke go I must be able to play this on the kick drum because it's been played on the kick drum it's more about this is the song I want it to sound like the song I want the audience to understand that it's the song and that is the key sort of principle for me so if you want to talk about my sort of focuses if this does happen where I get a part and I'm not particularly solid with it um, and not confident in it then what I will do is I will create a different part which is as close as it can be to the original but it will be played in a way as such that it's much more solid I'm more comfortable with it which in turn means that the band will be more comfortable with it because the last thing that any musician wants from a drummer is one that is a bit wobbly and that they can't rely on. You know, drummers are the foundation of a song and a gig and if you can't be reliable and people don't feel safe with you, they're just going to be very tentative. Like, if you're tentative, they're going to be tentative. If you're solid and confident, they're going to be solid and confident. And that's what you need. You need to project that so that everyone can do the best that they can and feel safe. So that's my number one kind of thing. I want to make sure that everything I'm playing is solid. And I want to make sure that I'm very confident with it. So that, let's say, I'm having a really bad day. Like, I'm all discombobulated and, you know... I just, you know, it's all just not quite in sync and I'm not quite calibrated. Even if I'm at that point and it's that kind of day, even at that point, it will still be at a high enough standard that no one's going to notice. And that's the kind of headspace that I feel like you need to be in. Or at least the one that I aim to be in. I think that's that's probably a better way of saying it. Um, yeah, so for me, it's about conviction so playing like you mean it and you know like this is the part and and i know this part and this is how it is uh, confidence and with solidity those are the three things that i'll concentrate on um and then the next thing that i'll concentrate on which is also equally as important is the feel of the song so i want to make sure that whatever i'm playing even if it's a simple version of say it's like a shuffle and 
you can't get your right hand on the hat to be as quick or as solid as you'd like for a shuffle. What I would then do is maybe take out the second note of the shuffle, so make it into like quarter notes on the hats, uh, and then do the shuffle with the snare drum. So a little ghost note to make it into that shuffle feel, because that's what matters most is the feel. You can be playing a shuffle technically in your head, but if it's not feeling like that, if it's not got that lull and that gorgeous kind of, oh, yeah, just that gorgeous feel. I love a shuffle. I love a good shuffle. Um, yeah, it, it, it means nothing. And everyone's just going to be there on stage going, what is this? This isn't the song. And everyone in the audience is just going to be a bit confused equally. So if you can get the feel right, it doesn't have to be technically correct necessarily if the feel is right and you're playing that with your conviction confidence and suddenly you're basically onto a winner and at the end of the day what I've realized over the years is well two things first of all unless there is another drummer in the band which there rarely is although in saying that of course two of the gigs I'm doing at the moment have two drummers um yeah if they're you know they're not going to notice like no musician is really going to notice oh you know you weren't playing that second kick drum on on the pattern there and you know it ruined it no one's going to say that and even if they did notice they would probably say oh i see what you did there like yeah actually that like it felt great you know even if they realize that you obviously can't play the part you've rectified the situation and there's a lot to be said for that if they do pick it out and be a bit like genuinely mean like that's not a very nice person and uh, but in saying that they might also and as they should as we all do as musicians they may also pick it out and take the mick and I've had that happen uh, Johnny has taken the mick out of me for the exact pattern that I'm talking about with the Thompson twins we did a tour together which was the first time we'd seen each other in eight years or something mad like that uh, and after a few shows kind of I think we were getting our friendship back on track. It was like, oh, hello, okay, yeah. And then a few days later, third or fourth show in, he was like, so, that kick drum. And I was like, I knew you were going to say this. I knew it was a matter of time. I was like, yes, I know. I just, I can't play it consistently. And he was like, maybe that should be your aim for the rest of the tour. Like, by the end of the tour, you should be able to play it on the kick drum. I was like... Yes, Johnny, that's a great idea. Apart from when am I going to practice that? Because we don't have time for me to just be messing around. i got to do the job. So it's kind of a bit of an ongoing joke with us, which, you know, like I say, we're musicians, we're family, essentially. Family takes the mick. And so they should. Music is fun. You can't take these things seriously or personally. It's just, you know, you've got to have a laugh at the end of the day. I equally take the mick out of him for certain things. So, you know, I give as good as I get for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then uh, another element of this, if you, you know, you've now got your new part that you feel solid and confident with, uh, the feel is right, it's feeling great. The last thing that I will also concentrate on, which will help everything, because, I mean, it just, it's just, it's a nice thing generally in music, uh, is the performance of the song. You know, if you're sitting there playing, you know, it sounds great, uh, it feels great, but you're looking tented, like tentatively about it. You're not quite sort of, you don't look sure, even though it sounds, it's the weirdest thing. So I've had this a few times where you go and see uh, musicians and drummers in particular, where I've looked at them playing and I'm like, 
you look an absolute mess. I don't understand what's going on, but I close my eyes and it's like beautiful and perfect. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this player is amazing. But then I open my eyes again and it looks like they can't play. And it's like, what is this? What is this crazy work? Like, it's just, yeah, this weird kind of odd situation. Anyway, yeah, so if you can perform in a way that looks like that confident sort of thing, and I'm not saying like, you know, if you're playing in a pub, don't be playing like you're in Wembley, don't be all big arms and craziness, and equally, if you are playing Wembley or a big arena, uh, don't play like you're in a jazz club and you're playing all like timidly, not timidly, sorry, like small movements and, and you know, very, like suit your performance to the gig basically because that adds to the experience. It's live music at the end of the day and if it wasn't it would be recording, that's a whole different thing. There's no need for big arms and performance in that respect. There is need for performance in terms of like emotional performance for sure and uh, portraying like just being in the moment basically for recording but if you're playing live you've got to accept the fact that it is a performance and your movements are part of what makes the whole show and you might not think it's much but I can tell you from experience and from watching videos back from when I was very young from like I mean my first real proper proper gig outside of school was when I was uh, 12 I think and from me then, who was, I was exactly what I was as a person then, which was incredibly shy. All I wanted to do was fit in and therefore I was making very small movements as I was in real life. I would, I would, you know, I would walk with my hands like super glued to the, to my sides because I wanted to move as little as possible so as to not be noticed and I was exactly the same in my drumming and that was because obviously I was starting out I was still finding my feet I wasn't very confident but uh, you know as years went by I gradually kind of you know moved a bit more and it kind of it looked all right and nobody sort of said what are you doing you look like an idiot uh and then yeah as time went on I moved more and more and then one day I just went do you know what I need to nail this because it I, I just realized how much of a big part of playing live it was and I really underestimated what it conveyed and what it brought to a gig and not just that to me as a player you know and it actually changed the way that I played and it made me able to be able to get into the song more and create more feel and have better timing which is the craziest thing but it's it's true that's just sort of what happened and, and that was sort of when would that have been? Probably around about 2010, maybe 2011. And what I did was I essentially videoed myself drumming, realised how little I was moving and then just adjusted and, and adapted and uh, yeah, made it work. So yeah, so I think that um, the sort of takeaway from this is that even if your technique is not up to where it needs to be for certain songs, don't use that as an excuse. And also, obviously, whilst you're sort of doing all these things and, and working around your weaknesses, always be practicing your weaknesses in the practice room. Never practice on the gig. This is something I was told very early on. It's very true. When you're playing a gig, you need to know everything. Like, you need to have it nailed. You need to feel confident with it and you need to perform. Because the other thing, things happen on gigs. 
you know, stuff that's out of your control and you need to be able to to be comfortable enough to adapt to that. So the last thing that you need is to already be feeling really like wobbly on something and then something happens and then you completely fall off. Like that's just not even acceptable in my head. I, I couldn't do that. And, and, you know, that's, you know, that's not, yeah, that's just not on my radar at all. So yeah. And like I say, practice room is for practice gig is for performance and just going hello I know exactly what I'm doing so yeah but in the practice room you know keep going keep practicing I'm still practicing things that I am awful at um, in fact I'm going to give you a few examples of songs that uh, I still struggle with uh, to this day so uh, okay so mine are Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton you know the that one the beat is incredible and so iconic and I'm fine for like, I'd say like two thirds of the song. Maybe I'm being too nice to myself. All right, half the song. And then my right hand will kind of, it will start losing the feel. And as soon as that happens, I'm like, oh no. So I will adapt and I will try and, you know, create a beat that will then sound like it. I always start out trying because I just, I'm like, I'm gonna get this this time, it's gonna be amazing. And then, yeah, I think maybe twice I've managed to get through the whole song. But like I say, if I'm feeling wobbly on it, if I'm not having a good day, then I will change, I will change the, the beat, but I will, I will keep the feel. Uh, another one is Hollywood Nights. I always get through this one. So it's by Bob Seger. It's got this crazy 16th note, relentless beat. It's not difficult, it's not difficult at all, but it's just so, intense and as I say relentless and the song is like five or six minutes long and um, I play it with this artist called Joe Burr amazing songwriter singer um, if you haven't heard of him check him out he used to play with Black Sabbath and the Trogs and Freddie Mercury and all these amazing people but for some reason whenever I do a gig with him or not all the time but a lot of the time uh, the very last song that he'll call is like, should we do Hollywood Nights? And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And they all, all the band know, like, this is a stretch for me. It's a stretch for any drummer that's done that gig, actually, I think. Uh, and I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, let's do it. They love seeing me sweat because I do. I sweat and by the end of it, I'm in pain. And But you know what? It's like, it's the end of the gig. It's fine. So I just go for it. And that's what, in fact, that's one song that you probably couldn't really... Uh, adapt could you I'm sure you could if you were that desperate you definitely could maybe just change it to like eighth notes on the hats it wouldn't have sound it wouldn't sound as good but you'd get through the song it's better than just literally falling off your stool or just stopping in the middle of the song going no sorry I'm not doing it um but yeah uh, another one is Rosanna Toto that just takes me a couple of bars sometimes to get into the the vibe of it and the feel but once I'm in I'm happy uh another one similar thing is everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears for some reason the beginning of that song it just takes me a couple of bars to just get into it and just get in the right place so yeah but as I said I'm working on those and there will be plenty of others that I will uh yeah be working on oh I should probably tell you the Thompson Twins track that I played that I do this uh yeah the kind of secret uh adaptation um it's called love on your side so anyone that sees me play with tom bailey and watches us do love on your side you will be the only one probably that will notice that two of the kick drums on the main pattern so it's like uh how am i going to do this so it's like uh 
That's the one that's done on the pads. And you will know that because you will see it and then you'll be like, I know, I know the secret. You can point at me and you can laugh if you want. In fact, do that because I'd love to see people that are listening to this podcast actually in real life and uh, paying attention. So we'll see. We'll see if anyone starts pointing and laughing. Who knows? One day maybe it'll be a whole crowd and Tom will just look at like, just what? What's going on? But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Uh, I think I've gone on about this enough. Thank you to everyone for all the amazing comments and feedback I've been getting from this series so far. I'm going to be carrying on uh, talking about many, many other subjects, um, fortunately or unfortunately for you. I don't know. That's up to you, uh, whether you're enjoying it that much. I hope that you are. If you are enjoying it, please feel free to leave a review. Um, and also just go and check out a drummer's guide to.com. That's got, that's the hub of where all this information is in different formats. So there's videos, there's a written blog, there's this podcast and then there's um, some other random things like I've done an Alexa skill which has uh, like different uh, daily tips basically and, and, and different daily mini experiences that I've had that hopefully will help inspire you. Um, that's always the aim. Um, yeah, so anyway, I hope you guys are having a lovely day. If you have any questions, again, go to the website at drumsguide2.com. There's a form on there or you can email me and uh yeah just ask me whatever you fancy i'd love to answer your questions i'd love to help so uh yeah just let me know anyway hope you guys have had an awesome week i hope you've got a wicked weekend ahead of you and i shall speak to you soon all right then see you later bye